Mm -hmm. What's up? It is Visalite, and welcome back to episode something of the Nega Nebulous podcast. It has been a while um, yeah, since the last one, since round one, actually. Uh, yeah, so I'm here for the round one review a week late. This is episode six, right? I just looked. Um, yeah, so a lot has happened over the past week. Uh, no no footy for the foreseeable future, which is, man, that's a real shame. Oh, really looking forward to this season, but it does not look like it is happening anymore. Well, for two months at least. Um, so yeah, I guess stay safe out there as we <laughs> await um, round two. So lockout has been lifted, uh, lifted on Thursday. And yeah, so we have three trades now in between now and round two. Um... I don't think the three trades are set from what, like, Warney and stuff were saying. Uh, yeah, it looks like it could change, you know, depending on when round two comes. But, yeah, at the moment, it's three trades. Um, yeah, not too much to to think about since, you know, we have no clue who's actually going to play round two. Um, and, yeah, I expect a lot of donuts come round two. But, uh, yes, we have to review round one first. So I'm not really sure how I'm going to do this. I was thinking of, like... It's either game by game or just like reviewing my team, like each player on my team, and then I can tangent off into some other players. But um, I think I'll just go game by game from, well, for this first one anyway. Uh, I didn't watch every single game, but just from what I've heard on Twitter, other podcasts, and the scores and whatever, I'll just give my two cents. I mean, that's what like 15 of you are here for anyway, uh, hearing my rubbish opinions. Um, yeah, and at the end, I guess I'll uh, do a quick review of my team, uh, but I'll tell you when that's happening, so you can skip that if you don't care. So, uh, yes, let us get into the first game, which is Richmond and Carlton. So I guess we'll start things off with uh, Richmond. So, <clears throat> top scorer for them was Dusty Martin. He scored 90, and a BCV of 113. So, um, uh, BCV is a, <laughs> it's a term coined by Calvin, so basically before coronavirus. So it's whatever they scored in the actual game divided by 0.8. So like assuming it, yeah, basically it assumes that we're playing the full length game just so we're, you know, we can compare it to scores in the past. But yeah, I'll just be saying like 90 slash 113 from now on, just so everyone's clear. So the thing with Dusty is, so he top scored for um for Richmond. I felt like he played a lot more forward than what he did like last year and even the year before. It felt really felt like a 50-50 split, and yeah, I don't know. Like, I, he'll be a top six forward at the end, right? But it seems to be inconsistent scoring. But he really, he did like he played really well this game. I thought kicked one goal, one 24 disposals. Yeah, it's a 90 slash 113. So yeah, I'm actually really considering bringing Dusty in. Uh, it could be a really really decent option. Uh, yeah, Dion Prestia, 89 slash 111. Uh, yeah, just did Dion Prestia things, you know, pretty good. He's a potter. He finished last year really well. And yeah, just look to continue that too. Uh, yeah, I guess Marley and Pickett, 60 slash 75. So yeah, did really, really well for uh, as a rookie, as we expected to. Should be should be pretty safe into the team, I guess. Um, and yeah, I mean, he's just going to be probably the best rookie. Uh, maybe, maybe Raul, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, he he was good. Like we we all have him. Not too much to to discuss here. Uh, yeah, Richmond aren't really a um 
fantasy friendly team, so there's not too many options for Classic anyway. But um, yeah, a couple of guys started with Tom Lynch. He scored, or he had the lowest score out of all the Richmond players with 22 slash 28. Uh, no goals for him, just the one behind, and yeah, Jacob Wiedering. Yeah, Wiedering was all over him that game, so yeah, it was really Rewalt who was kicked the goals, he kicked three of them. Uh, regarding the Ruck, so Ivan Soldo was really the main Ruckman, um, and yeah, Nankervis was used as the second Ruck. Uh, no Coleman Jones for this game, so yeah, Nank only played 47% time on ground, Soldo 60% time on ground, so it look, kind of looks like they're just you know, just splitting the, the time, like, if it's only one of them on the pitch, the other one's on the bench, so yeah, it's kind of weird to see. I don't know if this is because, like, Nank, he's had a, like, an interrupted preseason, just working himself back into it, but you'd think Nank would be the first choice Rockman, right? Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, uh, let's move on to Carlton, so... Yes, yeah, Sam Doherty top scored ninety five slash one one nine. Um, yeah, just the this is what we expected from Doc right against Richmond to give up a heap of marks. Um, yeah, so Doc, what did he have? Yeah, took seven marks, twenty six disposals. Yeah, just was basically the loose man in defence that just kept racking it up. And yeah, it showed. Alright, Paddy Cripps ninety two slash one fifteen. So yeah, yeah, thirty one disposals. Um. Yeah, it was just in the middle, you know, just what we'd expect. Rested at forward at times, massive 93% time on ground, so yeah, it was basically out there for the whole game. Um, yeah, just a shame he didn't really get any of the marks or tackles, only three marks and uh, two tackles. Just mainly, yeah, built his score through disposals, but, you know, you can't really be complaining with the 92 slash 115. Uh, yeah, Jack Martin, yeah, he was pretty good up too, he was uh, up forward. And, yeah, Roach had a couple of stints in the middle, too. Uh, yeah, he had the uh, 86 slash 108, so he crept up on the wing at times just to grab some marks and to deliver it inside 50, so that was pretty good to see. Uh, he did kick four goals one, however, so... And only scored the 80 sli 86 slash 108, so... Yeah, unless you think he's going to kick four goals every game, it doesn't look like... Don't expect these uh, this 86... Um, consistently, anyway, I think he'd be more of like a, an like a like an eighty guy BCV. So yeah, um, Sam Walsh. Yeah, a couple of guys had him as a pod, so he only scored the sixty-one. Uh, sorry, sixty-five slash eighty-one BCV. Um, yeah, it was scored twenty-eight points in the first quarter, and then kind of faded. It was pretty quiet after that. I only played the eighty-two percent time on ground, which I thought was pretty surprising because you know we know he's a running machine and stuff like that. But yeah, it wasn't wasn't too. I thought he'd play like a, you know, at least in the high 80s sort of thing. Um, so yeah, I didn't really notice him too much to be honest. But yeah, I guess Ed Kerno kind of rotated up forward as well, um, as well as through the middle. Only scored 52 slash 65 BCV. So yeah, not too much home to not too much to write home about, I guess. And yeah, Matthew Cruiser. So he got injured. Um, uh, okay, I, I don't know, I forgot when he got injured, but he didn't score any points past the first quarter, so somewhere, somewhere there, yeah, it's been a, it's been a while since round one, so be getting a couple things, yeah, he only scored the 16 points, um, so yeah, maybe, maybe he comes back for round two with the, you know, this, this quite, quite long break, but 
Yeah, I guess Pitney, he's like 300 something K, so it could be an option. Second game we had was the Friday game, Bulldogs and Collingwood. So, top scoring for the Bulldogs was Bailey Smith, 95 and 119 BCV. So, yeah, with Patrick Lipinski out with um, a concussion, and yet yeah, I didn't really notice Bontempelli that much. Uh, yeah, Bailey Smith really, uh, really took control. There's a better phrase here, but he, he really uh, stepped up, I guess. So, yeah, re really, really good performance from Bailey Smith. So... He was 513k, and we've gone up quite a bit, so yeah, he's 537 now, went up 24k. Um, yeah, I don't know, a lot of the Bulldogs just had really quiet games, like Bontepelli kind of just, <laughs> I didn't notice him, I guess. Taylor Adams was kind of um, keeping an eye on Bontepelli, and yeah, Josh Dunkley was just pretty poor as well, so yeah, Bailey Smith really, really picked up the slack here. Uh, I don't know if he will continue this, like, I don't think Bontepelli or Dunkley will have, you know, performances this bad again, and Patrick Lipinski should be set to come back too, and who knows what's happening with Tom Liberatore, like, I know he's injured, but if he comes back, is he even playing in the midfield? Will he play up forward? I don't know, who knows what Bevo's gonna do. Uh, hopefully he rolls with the same, like, McRae, Dunkley, Bont, with Smith and Lipinski rolling through there, but yeah. Only time will tell, I guess. Uh, Jack McRae, he had the second highest score, 84-105 BCV. Uh, yeah, was captain for quite a couple of coaches. Um, yeah, he was pretty pretty alright, I guess. Like The Bulldogs weren't too great uh, overall. Um, had a massive second quarter with 43 points. And this is in the shortened quarters, but yeah, quarter one, quarter three, only at 10 and 6 respectively. So, yeah. I don't know, he racked it up all over the score sheet though, 22 disposals, 5 marks, 4 tackles. Yeah, just another just a, another classic game for McRae really. Uh, he did go down in value a bit, uh, let me see what he's worth now. Yeah, he went down 6k, oops, my bad. Yeah, went down 6k, so yeah, it was alright I guess. Uh, okay, Josh Dunkley, yeah, so he only scored 59 and 74 BCV. Uh, the thing with Dunkley is, like, he was still playing predominantly in the midfield, just couldn't really get his hands on it. Um, so yeah, I think it was just a quiet game from Dunkley. Like, I I have him in my team, and, you know, I expect him to bounce back, really. Uh, especially against Carlton, so... Yeah, I, I would hold, if I were you. Um, we, yeah, we probably have to use our trades on fixing up rookies anyway, but... Yeah, he, he, he'll be good next game, don't worry. Team English, so... <laughs> oh man, he got first half. He got absolutely monstered by Grundy. Do you know what Tim English was on at halftime? Six. He was on six points. But yeah, he had a really good um second half actually. He finished on fifty uh, fifty six points, uh, seventy BCB. But yeah, six points at halftime. Compare that to Grundy, who was on uh, eighty points at halftime <laughs> versus six. Like man. That is terrible, but yeah, good thing is he only plays Grundy once, and yeah, he got that out of the way first game of the season. So if you did have him, you know, don't be too alarmed. He's coming up against probably like, you know, the best fantasy ruckman anyway. Um, so yeah, he should be good. Like, you know, obviously he's improving it year on year. Um, if this year's his breakout, I don't know. Probably, I'd say ne closer to next year, but um, yeah, he should be all right. Like, he won't be this bad again.
And yeah, Bontempelli, 51 slash 64 BCV. Just really, just I didn't notice him at all, really. Uh, yeah, Taylor Adams seemed to be keeping an eye on him, kind of, <laughs> at the stoppages. I don't know. Adams got like 12 clearances as well, I'm pretty sure, which is pretty crazy for a shortened game. And yeah, not much to talk about with Bond. He'll bounce back. Don't worry, Bontoners. And yeah, Ben, ben Cavara, <laughs> a rookie. I chose him. Uh, yeah, just one of the many 170k rooks available. Uh, only scored the 23 points, 29 BCV. Um, yeah, I don't think he'll be playing round two, to be honest. I really don't. So, uh, yeah, moving on to Collingwood. So, Grundy, obviously, top scored, 114 slash 143 BCV. Uh, yeah, as I said before, 80 points at half time. He only scored the, uh, what's this, the 34 points in the second half, which was a bit of a shame, but that's really when English stepped up. So, English scored 50 points in the second half. Uh, but yeah, he did enough in the first half, really. Uh, captain option for many, including myself, and yeah, he he did reward us. So there's been a bit of talk about, like, dropping Grundy to a Jacobs or Naismith, like whichever one you don't have, because yeah, it's a lot of cash going into, you know, Ruckman. But the way I see it is, so I have uh, Grundy and Naismith with like, Bailey Williams on my bench, so I'm missing source, but... I see Grundy as, like, my captain option every single week. Um, so, yeah, I'm really... I don't know if it's worth it, but I'm paying up for the captain potential. Like, I don't have a McRae or something or anyone like that who can be, a, like, a set-and-forget captain. I don't really, yeah, even have that many, like, captain options. Like, you'd want a captain, like, a danger field against the Suns. You know, guys like that, like Gorn, if he's up against a, a poor Ruckman. Or, like, a McRae or a Whitfield or something like that. But I don't really have anyone... Who like I would trust with the captain, so maybe Dunkley or Cripps. Uh, oh, and obviously Tom Mitchell, yeah, right. But yeah, we really want to see how they get on. Like I wouldn't chuck it on Yo or I don't know, Brody Smith or anyone like that. So yeah, I'm really paying up for a, a premium captain option. That's what I'm doing with Grundy. But I, I don't, I really don't mind the decision to drop him to a Jacob slash Naismith because you can do a lot of a lot with that money, and yeah, you're gonna get like. You're going to make up the scoring anyway through whoever you upgrade to, so yeah, I don't mind it too much. Uh, Jeremy Howe scored 110, 138 BCV. Um, so yeah, he was really the loose man in defense, you know, picked up a ton of marks. Uh, yeah, the Bulldogs and Collingwood, a lot of the defenders, you know, scoring pretty well, like Crozier, Keith, uh, Bailey Williams, Caleb Daniel, and yeah, obviously Jeremy Howe all scored pretty decently. So yeah, took the nine marks. Uh, yeah, he looks to be looks to be pretty free with uh, Jack Madgen in the team, so he's a definite option. He's still pretty cheap. Uh, let me just have a look. So he's yeah, 549k. You're not 34k. That's pretty insane. Uh, yeah, so steel side bottom did his thing. So with no Trelaw out um, and no Rupert Wills as well, keep in mind. Side bottom, he was named as a follower, so I thought he'd be playing uh, in the midfield like as a centre bounce guy, but he really wasn't. He was like on the wing and up forward at times too, but still managed to pump out a 107, 134 BCV, so yeah, like I would have probably, I'd probably be quite keen on him if he was that centre bounce guy like we saw in, um, what was it, 2018 I think, but yeah, so don't don't be fooled by this, I don't think this is sustainable, um, yeah, played up forward and on a wing, so not, not the ideal role. But yeah, Taylor Adams, he was one of the uh, CBA guys for the Pies. 
uh, scored 105-131 BCV. Yeah, as I said, had the 12 clearances. Yeah, it was just a just a gun midfielder, really. <laughs> not too not too short to say about him. Like, yeah, pretty proud with this pick. He was a bit of a pod for myself. Um, yeah, very very pleased. Uh, yeah, Pendles, he was you know, just doing Pendlebury things, 90-113 BCV. Uh, okay, yeah, I guess we'll talk Jack Crisp. So he scored 59-74 BCV. If you're a Crisp owner, do not even think about trading him. Because you know who he plays next? Richmond. And yeah, let's not forget what he did in Marsh 1 or Marsh 2 or something, where he took like a ridiculous number of marks against Richmond. Um, yeah, just... <laughs> Don't, Chris will be big, trust me, trust me. I, I'm even thinking of bringing Chris in this week, like, trying to figure out a way to get him in. Uh, it's not looking likely, but yeah, don't worry, he'll bounce back. There was plenty of times for him to be free, he just got a little bit unlucky this game. Uh, yeah, Tyler Brown, so he scored 46, 58 BCV, yeah, he was alright. Scored 23 in the first half, and then didn't really do much after, uh, sorry, in the first quarter, and then didn't really do much after that. Uh, hopefully he's still on the team. We still have like Trelaw to come back, so could bump him out. Um, yeah, I'm not too sure there, but hopefully he stays in the team. Moving on to the first game of Saturday, Essendon and Fremantle. So yeah, this is this is the game where all of the games after this, um, this is where all the poor fantasy scores started to roll in and really ruin the weekend. So. Oh man, I guess we'll get into it. So starting with the Bombers, so we had Dylan Shield, 122-153 BCV. Oh, yeah, he was good in the midfield, picked up plenty, plenty of ball, had the 35 disposals in the short quarters, very impressive. 90% uh, time on ground too. Um, yep, decent pot option I guess. Uh, yeah, Andy McGrath, so he, the midfield talk is real, he's playing in there. Scored the 92-115 BCV. And yeah, just looks like a jet, really. Um, yeah, props to everyone who picked up Andy McGrath. He's, he was 554k. Uh, now he is 574k, so he went up 20k. And yeah, look looks like he will have that midfield role, which is good to see, good to see. Uh, and my boy Jordan Ridley, 80 <laughs> and 100 BCV, so yeah. Really like Ridley, would have picked him if he was cheaper, but too mid-pricey for me. Um... Yeah, Zach Merritt scored the 75-94 BCV. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Played 86% time on ground, which is good, but it's a shortened quarter, so I feel like he just played like the same number of minutes as he played before, but yeah, still racked up the pill, really. Uh, Frio usually scores pretty well against Frio, but only the 94 this time, so... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Devin Smith, so he was the what, third most expensive forward. Scored the 70, uh, 88 BCV, so yeah, he was in the midfield a bit, up forward as well. Too much, too much forward time for me personally. Like I wouldn't be paying that much for a guy who's playing that much up forward. Um, yeah, yeah, it's like 88 is a pretty decent return. Like he still went down in value, but yeah, can't be too mad with 88. Um, <laughs> Darcy Parish, yeah, we got. Roy uh, is pretty pretty pissed off about him, so he's got 37, 46 BCV. I'll be honest, I really didn't notice Parrish at all. I don't even know if he was like in the midfield a bunch. Like I know they use uh, the Bombers, they use like Jake Stringer in the midfield, like at the uh, center bounces just 
like to get that burst, but yeah, I really didn't notice Parrish at all, and it showed 40, uh, 37 and 46 BCV, my bad, it was poor. Um, yeah, so I think he has to go, I don't think he has that midfield role. He did in the first Marsh game, the second one he didn't, and round one I don't think he did either, so it's probably a trade to be honest. Um, Alright, moving on to Fremantle, Brett Bewley. So he scored 89 and 111 BCV. So I really like Bewley, you know, on the wing. He um was like pushing back into defense a lot. Like when Freo were moving the ball out of out of defense, they seemed to kick it to him a lot. He seemed to like track back. Um, yeah, look just looked pretty good. Picked up eight marks as well. Um Yeah, I don't know. If uh let me see what he's priced at now. So he was 367. Now he is 398, so he went up 31k. His break even is, and these should be updated to the um like normal well the scoring that we're gonna see from now on. If this loads, I don't know what's happening with the fantasy website, but uh, anyway, he should have a pretty low B. He should make you some more money still. Um, yeah, Nat Five, he scored 89 as well, 111 BCV. Uh, played the 96% time on ground, yeah, so he was on there the entire entire game, pretty much. And yeah, he just scored very well. <laughs> just his eye at the end of the game, man, that was all swollen and bruised, like, ugh. But man, it's not five, it's alright, he'll power through, he's got plenty of time to uh, recover from that. So yeah, should be good. Uh, Darcy Tucker, uh, I guess, yeah, Darcy Tucker and Michael Walters, you know, when the game was on the line... Uh, when Freya were down by a bit, they had to you know, kick a goal to win the game. It was Fife, Walters, and Darcy Tucker with Rory Lobb as the ruck. So that caused guys like Andrew Brayshaw and Adam Chera to be bumped out of the midfield for uh, yeah, Tucker and Walters. So yeah, I really like Darcy Tucker actually. I don't mind him as an option. He's probably too expensive, well, a tiny bit too expensive for me to take a punt on, but. After seeing this performance and you know where he sits in terms of you know midfielders that they want in the midfield, it seems like you know he'd be the third choice behind Fife and Walters when the game's on the line. So yeah, don't mind him that much. And yeah, Michael Walters had the 80 and 100 BCV as well. So yeah, he, he's pretty good rotating forward and midfield. Yeah, basically what he did last uh, last year. So yeah, he'll be good. Um. Yeah, Sam Sturt, so <laughs> the uh, 170k forward rookie, kicked three goals, uh, scored 61 and 76 BCV, so should be good. I don't have him, unfortunately, which is a shame, um, but for those who do, congratulations. I'm pretty sure it's like a negative something break even, so yeah, be a good money maker. Uh, Lockie Schultz, he was another kind of mid-price option guy, 45 from 56 BCV, uh, and 56 BCV, yeah, just playing up forward really. And, okay, Adam Brayshaw, Andrew Brayshaw, James H, and Adam Chera. So, they scored 44, 43, and 43, respectively, which is 55, 54, and 54 BCV, respectively. So, oh man, where do we start? I mean, Andy Brayshaw, so he only played the 71% time on ground. He was, yeah, he started every single quarter on the bench, I think. That's either him or McRae who did that, but I think it was Brayshaw. Um, yeah, man, he was just poor, just couldn't get his hands on it. Uh, it was up forward a bit too, like he missed those two um 
two shots on goal that he probably should have kicked. Could have got him up to a respectable score, but yeah, the the midfield hype it really isn't there with guys like Tucker, Tucker and Walters in the midfield. Like, man, it's a it's a shame, really. Same with uh, Adam Chera too. Like, he only played seventy five percent time around, so not too much better than um than Brayshaw, but. Yeah, just really couldn't get his hands on the field. Like he was playing in the midfield, like and had a couple of centre bounces and stuff like that. But yeah, just couldn't get his hands on the ball. Uh, yeah, he scored 30 points in the last quarter alone when he was kind of like in defence a bit more, like linking up with the half back guys. And yeah, I'm kind of gonna hold on to him because of that. Like, yeah, if he does play back, like he should still score all right as well, especially with Rio's like high. High mark game plan. Um, so yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind holding on to him too much. But man, Brayshaw, he was terrible. I don't know if that's because of like you know he suffered a bit of a foot injury at the end of March too. Maybe he didn't fully recover from that. But yeah, I know Chair and Brayshaw were training in the midfield, but it looks like it'll be Fife, Tucker, and Walters um, when the game is on the line. So yeah, <laughs> not too sure what to make of that. Um, yeah, so we'll move on to Adelaide and Sydney now. So you Rory Sloane at 70 and 88 BCV. Yeah, it was alright. Uh, yeah, probably thought he'd be a little bit better, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, the Crouch brothers, pretty disappointing. He's got 58 and 54, which is 73 and 68 BCV respectively, so yeah, they were alright too. Like, I don't know, I don't really remember much from this game. Like, I know it's been a week, but... I mean, yeah, they just didn't really get much of the pill. Um, I think Rory Atkins, like, he, he took a couple of CBAs as well. And, yeah, he scored 63 and 79 BCV. Uh, and Riley O'Brien, yep, scored the exact same. So he was up against Sam Naismith. And, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Seemed to be alright. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can really tell that I've prepared for this um, this podcast. Uh, I guess, yeah, whatever. So, the big talking point, I guess, is Brody Smith. So, oh man, he was bad. Like, I know he got injured and missed the, the whole third quarter, but he was on 25 at half time. Like, that is inexcusable. So, his quarter by quarter breakdown is 9 points, 16 points, 0, and then 10 points. Oh boy. Like, the role was there. He was still in the midfield, like and in the guts at times, with a bit of time up forward. But that is the role that he was going to play. So I'm not too sure about Brody Smith. I think I might keep him, but hmm, it's a real shame. But he's got time to recover from his chest injury or whatever it was. But um, yeah, I think he should be good for uh the next game. So, over to Sydney now. So, Luke Parker, he had the 113-141 BCV, so he, he top-scored for um, for the whole game. So, yeah, he was in the midfield. Um, and, yeah, maybe the Luke Parker of, what, 2016 or something it was, when he went 108? Um, he was in the 110s, but, yeah, he scored. He averaged really well that one season. So, maybe he's back. You know, 30 disposals. Um, always There's always the worry of the tag, but... I don't know if that'll be here with the Sean quarters. Well, I don't know, just the gut feeling based off absolutely nothing. But, um, yeah, Luke Parker, he looked really, really good. He had a good marsh too as well, so, yeah, grats to those who uh, jumped on him. Uh, Isaac Heaney scored 101, which is 126 BCV. Uh, I wouldn't look too much into this score. I mean, he kicked four goals, 
and yeah, he was playing predominantly up forward, which we know isn't sustainable scoring. Um, so yeah, just a bit of a flash in the pan score until he gets more midfield time, which doesn't look like he will be with guys like Kennedy and uh, Kennedy, uh, what's his name, Florin and Robottom rolling through there. Yeah, it doesn't look like he'll be getting much midfield time uh, this year. Oh yeah, so Sam Naismith, he had the 78 and 98 BCD. Yeah, just looked really, really good. Um, yeah, <laughs> 98 BCV, which is almost a ton. Like that's pretty, pretty impressive. I wasn't really expecting that. Expecting more of like a 70 or an 80 score, but yeah, an, an almost ton. That's pretty, pretty good for a guy who's yeah, just, just above rookie price. Um, yeah, very, very pleased with that score. Uh, Ollie Florin, he ran through the midfield a lot. Uh, scored 72 and 90 BCV. Uh, yeah, just yeah, he looked really, really good as well. Picked, uh, picked up plenty of the ball. Um, yeah, just ran through there too. Jake Lloyd uh, scored 55, which is 69 BCV. Uh, I really didn't notice Lloyd that much, to be honest. Um, yeah, I'm not too sure. Like, I wasn't. I had no intentions of starting him anyway. Like I wasn't going to pay up for that. But yeah, does, does not does not look like he scored very well at all. Um. And yeah, was yeah Jordan Dawson scored 62, 78 uh, BCV, so he was playing half back, I'm pretty sure. And yeah, didn't really he was on 13 at half time, but he did score uh, 49 points in the second half. So yeah, don't mind I, I don't mind him, but I don't have much faith in him. But he's a gun, though. He's a guy, one of the best kicks in the game. Uh, okay, James Robottom. So I had him. Um. Yeah, he was uh, really disappointing. He only played 63% time on ground for 45 and 56 BCV, which is a shame, but he was definitely playing full-time midfield. Like, whenever he was on, he was in the center bounces. Um, yeah, his quarter-by-quarter -quarter breakdown is 6.5, 26, and 8 points. So he had a really good third quarter. But, yeah, the other quarters, the other single-digit quarters really let him down. Um, yeah, I... Just, he just needs to prove his tank, really. He'll be a fantasy jet in the future. Um, yeah, just needs to prove his tank. That's that's it. 63% time on ground, especially with these short quarters. It's, uh, it's uh, nothing to write home about. So next game, we had the Suns and Port Adelaide. So starting off with the Suns. Um, yeah, not too many to talk about here. I guess yeah, Lockie Weller. So he scored 66, uh, 83 BCV. So, I didn't catch too much of this game, or the uh, Giants and Cats game, but I think he was in the midfield, and yeah, I guess 83, like BCV is an alright score. Um, Matt Rowell, so he had 64 and 80 BCV, played the 80, 79% uh, time on ground, so yeah, it's uh, basically what we'd expect. Well, <laughs> I don't know, like an 80 BCV, like, you don't really expect that from a rookie, like, you definitely take that every day. So, yeah, pretty good, like, I'm, I'm very, very pleased with that score. Yeah, it should be locked into most teams anyway, so not really pot or anything. Uh, oh boy, Hugh Greenwood. So he scored 57 to 71 BCV. Only played that 80% time on ground um, in the shortened quarters, which is a shame. Um, yeah, just didn't, I don't know, didn't really do much, really. Nine kicks, nine handballs, only three tackles. Ooh, yeah, he's uh, one of the guys on my uh, trade-out, one of the trade-out candidates for me. Um, sorry. Um, yeah, I don't know. 
don't have too much faith in him. Like you could have paid, I think it was one one thousand dollars more for Chad Wingard, who went up to score a hundred. Um, so yeah, really, really regretting the uh, Greenwood decision personally. Uh, Jack Vakosius, so I'm just going to talk about him because I have him. So he had uh, 55 and 69 BCV, which I'm pleased about because <laughs> after the first quarter, he was on negative three. Then he only scored 10 points in the second quarter, so at half time, he was on seven points. He managed to score 48 points in the second half, bringing it up to the 55, so. Yeah, can't be too mad. Like, he just really just could not get the ball at all in the first half. But, yeah, he just uh, so yeah, took a lot of the kick-ins in the second half. Uh, played on from uh, most most of them. And he got a couple of easy kicks that way. Um, so, yeah, he still made money for me, which is great. But, yeah, I think he's better than a 55. Darcy McPherson, so he scored 45, 56 BCV. And yeah, this is what I was saying, like, don't pick the Suns, and what did I do? I picked Hugh Greenwood. <sighs> but yeah, I I kind of called out his Marsh performances, saying they were kind of a flash in the pan against sides that we beat. Um, I mean, we didn't beat Port, and yeah, it really showed here with McPherson, like, he's not getting the midfield time, really. He's playing more as like a pressure forward with, you know, pushing into the midfield, but it's just not sustainable scoring, and yeah, it kind of got lucky those two Marsh games, in my opinion. And yeah, it showed here with his 45. Uh, I guess yeah, Noah Anderson, so he scored 23 points uh, in the first quarter, and then 10 points for the rest of the game, and nothing in the last quarter. So ended up on 33, which is 41 BCB. Um, yeah, I didn't really expect him to score too well as a rookie, and yeah, kind of showed here. Same with Buderick, 32 and 40 BCB. Um, yeah, I don't know. Rookie, I guess. What are we gonna? What are we expecting? Um, so Brad Ebert, he top scored for the game, 101, 126 BCV. Um, yeah, he's played a really good game. Like, didn't look like he was gonna be in the round one team after the second Marsh game. Like, he only played, I think, a half or something. And there were talks of him being dropped, but he's in the team and scored very well. Eight marks, four tackles, 20 disposals. One goal three, so a bit more accurate goal kicking would have been great. Uh, the pig, Tom Rockliffe, 91, 114 BCV. Yeah, just did pig things, 26, uh, sorry, oh, 26 touches. Um, yeah, just good in the midfield, which is what you'd expect. Um, Connor Rosie, so he played yeah, midfield and a bit up forward too. Scored 85, which is 106 BCV. Very, very impressed by Rosie. Like, he's going to be a gun in the future if he isn't already. Um, yeah, just looked really, really good. Uh, Travis Boak, so it says here he got tagged by Nick Holman, but still managed to pump out an 84-105 BCV. Um, yeah, another one of the guys in the midfield, along with Houston, Rocky, and at times Rosie and Palpepper. Uh, yeah, speaking of Houston, so he scores 79 and 99 BCV. So he was only on 27 at half time, but yeah, really came home strong, scoring, um, 52 points in the second half, so yeah, basically tunned up, which is good to see. Definitely outperformed his what, price at 80 BCV, so yeah, pretty pretty pleased with that. Um, yeah, we had uh, Scott Lysette and Justin Westhoff, so from from what I've heard, Westhoff was the like second ruckman, the you know, backup dude, whatever, 
Uh, didn't score too well, only scored 69, 86 BCV, but yeah, maybe well enough to pick him. And Lysette, he only had 55 and 69 BCV. So yeah, it wasn't, wasn't too great, but eh, I don't know. Moving on to the uh, Giants and Geelong game now. So I didn't catch much of this one, but from what I've, what I've been reading... Um, yeah, so Patrick Dangerfield, he got tagged by Matt DeBoer, so yeah, the Matt DeBoer tag does look like it's continuing, and yeah, he plays Melbourne next, so could be Viney or Oliver, really. I think he tagged Oliver last year, but yeah, with how, how well Viney played in the uh, against the Eagles in round one, uh, yeah, could be going to him. But yeah, so DeBoer, he held Dangerfield to 40, which is 50 BCV. Um... Yeah, I wouldn't be too worried, like, he plays the Suns next, so he should definitely, definitely be massive there, so, yeah, I mean, what what can you do, like, round one's gone now, you really can't be trading him out against the Suns, so, yeah, just hold, uh, hold firm, Paddy Dangerfield owners, um, so, yeah, I think guys like Hopper, um, Canelio, Kelly, and Tom Green, so they were in the midfield, uh, for the Giants, now, I'm a little worried on Tom Green's job security. So Tom Green, he scored 27 and 34 BCV. Um, yeah, with the extended break, obviously we've got guys like Callan Ward, who yeah, he should be ready by the time round two begins. And yeah, you'd think he's best 22, right? Even or depending on how long this break lasts, Tim Taranto, and could come back in, and even Jackson Haitley. Like I thought he was pretty stiff to miss out on the round one side. Um, yeah, I thought uh, Haitley was ahead of Green in the pecking order, but uh, I suppose not. So, yeah, just a little worried about Tom Green's job security here. Uh, Lockie Whitfield, so he scored 68 at 85 BCV. Uh, yeah, went down uh, quite a couple of dollars. He started off really hot, uh, 33 points in the first quarter, and then only 8, 15, and 12 in the quarters after that. So, yeah, I'm not too sure where Whitfield played. Um... Obviously, there's guys like Zach Williams to come back as well, but he could bump Isaac Cumming. But basically, I don't know if Whitfield will... Um, I don't know if he's value, if he plays as a half-back. He needs to be playing that kind of like forward wing role that he did last year, where he you know, where he averaged that 107 with injury-affected games as well. Um, so yeah, I'm not, I don't know if he had that role or what, but... He did play a very high time on ground percentage, 96%, which is very good. Um, so yeah, uh, I don't know if I'd be trading him in. I'm considering it, but he still has a pretty high break even. I think it's like 107 or something like that. But he is up against Melbourne, and yeah, the Eagles took a stack of marks against the Ds. So yeah, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be trading Whitfield out. Uh, and yeah, another guy who played quite high time on ground, uh, Stephen Cornelio, 90% TOG. For a 74 and 93 BCV, so probably a little a uh, little subpart to what we were expecting from Canelio. Um, from what I saw, he seemed to be up forward a bit. Um, yeah, so good chance for forward DPP if or when that is happening. <laughs> I'm not sure, but yeah, just hold firm on Canelio. He should be fine. He should be fine. Um, yeah, so Source Source Jacobs 80. Points and 100 BCV. Um, yeah, just what you'd expect from Source, really. Just beat up on, on Darcy Fort, who yeah, seemed to be... A, uh, was pretty good, actually, in the first half, uh, Fort. But, yeah, only scored 16 points in the uh, second second half. But, 
Yeah, I mean, he just did source things. He's going to be the number one ruckman, I think. I think he's well ahead of Shane Mumford. I can't see Mumford playing at all, unless we go to that, like, the shortened, uh, like, breaks in between games, like if there's three or four days rest. Um, yeah, if they do decide to condense the season down, but he's a really good option. You know, we saw in the second March game him linking up in the link-up play, and, yeah, I don't know. Should be all right if you, if you have him. Uh, Josh Kelly, so he scored 81 and 101 BCV, another high time on ground guy, 92%. Uh, yeah, you know, just Kelly things, really. I'm really liking a lot of the, the Giants, like, midfielders, simply playing high time uh, high time on ground, you know, give them full opportunity to, well, to get get us points, really. Um, yeah. Let's go to over to uh, Geelong now, so... Uh, Mitch Duncan, he scored 89-111 BCV, only played the 73% time on ground, which is yeah, pretty low to what he normally plays, but he's coming back from an injury. Um, kicked three goals as well, so yeah, I don't really know where he was playing either, but three goals, probably not sustainable, but it gives him full, like this extended break, just gives him uh, plenty of time to recover. Uh, yeah, Joel Selwood, so he played after not playing any of the Marsh games, he's very cheap. Um, scored 62 for 78 BCV, and 80% time on ground, so... From the limited time I was watching the game, I saw him in the middle, like, at the starting centre bounces a couple times, so maybe the wing roll, like, he's not going to be playing that anymore. I don't know, there's still, um, yeah, just keep in mind that Jack Steven didn't play round one, so... He's still got to come in, so maybe some of, some of the guys get bumped out. But yeah, Selwood, he's, he's still a bargain if he does have that um, inside midfield time. Um, yeah, that's about it, I think, for this game. Now, uh, North Melbourne and St Kilda. So the first of the Sunday games. Um, yeah, I watched like, basically none of this game. So yeah, I yeah, <laughs> this is all second-hand information. But yeah, Ben Cunnington was really good. He scored 117, 146 BCV. Uh, the one I want to touch on, though, is Jai Simpkin. So he scored 89 and 111 BCV, so he looked to have that midfield role that he did uh, during the Marsh games as well. Um, yeah, and he's very cheap as well, he started off at 496k, and he is now uh, 518, so he went up 22k. Um, yeah, so he could be a sneaky pot option for your forward line. Uh, he's got a break even of 27, so yeah, should definitely make you some money there. Uh, well, yeah, Goldstein was pretty good actually. Played 98% time on ground for 77 and 96 BCV. Uh, yeah, we know he's he's uh, scored pretty well in the past. He averaged like one like a 114 one of those years. Uh, yeah, number one Ruckman Tristan Cherry not in the team at all. So yeah, if you're looking to get a bit creative in the ruck department, he's definitely an option. Uh, yeah, Curtis Taylor, one of our forward rookies. Almost everyone has him. Started off very slowly. Was on three at half time. But uh, finished off strongly, scoring 40, uh, 44 more points to end up on 47 and 59 BCV. So yeah, he looks to cement his spot on the team, and I reckon it'll be good. And I'm just looking here, um, looks like three of the North guys got injured. So Zeebel, Paulahan, and Josh Walker. So they played 48, 50%, and 15% time on ground respectively. Um... So, yeah, I don't know, I don't think it's that serious, like, they should be back by the time round two begins. But the one I want to touch on is Zeebel, so, 
if he is getting that midfield time, uh, yeah, he's going to be very, very cheap after a couple of games with his... Um, let's just check what his break-even is. So I don't know if he'll get the midfield time, because it looks like they're pretty set with like Simkin. I know Jed Anderson was rolling through there in the Marsh, Cunnington, Higgins and stuff. Yeah, so it was a 103 break-even, which is like around 125 BCV. A little over that, so yeah. Um... Over to the Saints, so Luke Dunstan, he backed up his March series with another another good score. He scored 100, which is 125 BCV. Um, yeah, I just didn't even know if he was best 22, to be honest, but it looks like he's getting that midfield time, and he's scoring pretty well. Like, like he's got a bit of like, fantasy game about him, Luke Dunstan. What did he have here? Oh, 21 touches, 9 tackles, if that helps, 3 marks, and that's about it, yeah. So yeah, see Zach Jones scoring pretty well, Jack Billings, Sumi's on the wing doing doing his thing. Only the two marks, six two goals. Hmm, interesting. And yeah, Jack Steele as well, probably rolling through the midfield, I assume. An 82 and 103 BCV. Seb Ross, oh, okay. He was a bit disappointing here. 6379 BCV. I assume he would be in the midfield, right? Like he finished off last year pretty well playing in the midfield under uh, Brett Ratton, so yeah. So here, Jade Gresham got injured too. He only played 44% time on ground for a 33-41 BCV. Um, okay, yeah, here's uh, <laughs> the elephant in the room here. Dylan Roberton, man, he was pretty poor. Only scored the 20-25 BCV from 83% time on ground. I just, I don't know. Was he playing on a key defender or something? Was he just not the loose man in defense? I'm not sure. I do know he had a couple of kick-ins that he didn't, or he wasn't playing on from. So, could have scored him a couple of points there, but still, 20, 20 points is a pretty poor effort. Um, yeah, so I, th I think he'll be fine still. Like, I don't mind the prospect of trading him out, but even keeping him, like, I don't mind either. Uh, but I see the merit to um, to both both uh, decisions there. So, yeah, I guess if you have nothing to do, like, you may as well trade him out. His break even still pretty low. I think it's in the 40s. I think 44 or 40 exactly, but... Yeah, I think it'll be fine next week. Should be good. Now we have the Hawthorne and Brisbane game. So, uh, starting off, Chad Wingard. So, he's got 100, 125 BCV. Uh, yeah, was rolling through the midfield and up forward a bit. Um, yeah, basically splitting his time there. Kicked three goals to help him. But, yeah, he should be good still. I think it looked like he was playing the role he played last year. Like, midfield, sort of forward hybrid. Like, they've got guys like Mitchell, O'Meara, and Warple through the midfield. And then, yeah, Wingard kind of chops chops and changes whoever isn't there at the time. Um, so yeah, yeah, O'Meara was good, Tom Mitchell was good, Warple was good, they all scored like in the 80s, which translates to, you know, like a little over 100 in BCV. Um, so yeah, good to see Tom Mitchell back, 91% time on ground. That could even go up, like we know he's got a big, quite a big tank. Um, so yeah, that, that'll probably go up as the season progresses, <laughs> if it does. Um, so, yeah, I'm not too sure. Uh, James Sisley, he got uh, a lot of ball, a lot of cheap ball early on in the first quarter, so he had 30 in the first quarter, but he only ended up on 62, 78 BCV, played high time on ground as well, 89 as we'd expect. So, yeah, it does look like he'll have that role, he won't be playing up forward or as a lockdown player anymore or anything. Uh, yeah, it's like 78 BCV, is still a pretty decent score against Brisbane. Um, so yeah, just stay stay strong, Sis Leonis, he'll be fine. Uh, Jono Seglar, so he was one of my pods in the forward line. He's got 55, 69 BCV. 
Um, yeah, just really got beaten by like Steph Martin. So I wasn't involved in the link comp play at all, really. Only had the eight disposals. Um, so yeah, it was a bit of a shame. But yeah, Steph Martin and the, you know the Oscar McInerney uh, tandem isn't isn't too isn't too easy to score against. So yeah, I, I wouldn't be too concerned. I'm going to give him another chance personally. Um, yeah, Ben McAvoy. So he uh. Uh, he kind of chopped out Segler in the fourth quarter and maybe the third as well. But yeah, usually like in the Marsh games they were using Tim O'Brien, but I guess they decided to give Segler a bit of a go. But yeah, it was only for a little bit. Like I think John Segler will still be the main Rockman. Um, so yeah, I'm not too worried there. Uh, yeah, Lockie Neal for the Lions. So he top scored for the game. Scored 108-135 BCV. It's absolutely on fire in the first quarter. 51 points. That is, you know, like 50. That's not even BCV score. So, yeah, he did very, very well there. Picked up 26 touches, 10 tackles, 0 marks. So, yeah, great performance from Lockie Neal. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not really sure if he gets tagged as much. Like, I, this, yeah, I mentioned this before, but based off nothing, like, I don't really see tagging as a thing anymore. But, um, yeah, played 92% time on ground as well, so that's a, not a big bonus. You want those guys on the park as much as possible. Uh, Yahima Cluggage, he was rotating inside and outside, scored 60 and 75 BCV. Um, yeah, he was alright, I guess. Zorker, I felt he was up forward a lot more, so he only scored 56, which is 70 BCV. Um, so, yeah, if he is playing up forward a lot, that's definitely going to affect his uh, scoring as a pure midfielder, but he could get that DPP status. But I'd like to see a bit more consistent scoring from him personally. And yeah, Dev Robertson, so he was a late in for um Grant Birchall, so <laughs> sorry to the Birchall owners there, but yeah, Dev Robertson, he came in as a late in, only scored twenty six and thirty three BCV. I don't think he's best twenty two just yet. I mean the lines of a heap of midfielders. Um yes. I don't think he's best twenty two, so don't really bother trading him in. I don't think he'll be named round two. And yeah, that's about it for this game. Lastly, we have the West Coast and Melbourne game. So <laughs> this is pretty frustrating for me to watch. Last game of the round. Um, knowing that no footy is uh, coming back for the foreseeable future and because of the players involved here. So um, yeah, let's. I'll talk about the Eagles first. So yeah, they had a midfield. They ran with uh, like Shuey, Shuey Kelly and Gaff in the midfield. Um, oh, sorry, and Yo as well. Um, yeah, so Gaff and Shui, they racked it up. They scored 116. Uh, sorry, so Shui got 116, which is 145 BCV, and Gaff scored 107, which is 134 BCV. Yeah, so they um, they racked it up a heaps, picked up a ton, a ton of marks. So let me have a look here. So Shui had 8 marks, and Gaff probably had more than that. Oh, he had the same, he had 8 marks as well. And yeah, guys like Shannon Hearn, he racked it up too, picked up a ton of marks. Lewis Jetta, Liam Duggan even. Um, but the thing I was really disappointed about was Elliot Yo. So he, he was one of my pods going into the last game of round one. And yeah, he was bad. He gave away seven free kicks. Like, oh, that's, yeah, that's a real pain. Seven free kicks, that is terrible. Only had 12 disposals as well. Yeah, but he picked it up on the other... He had six marks and five tackles as well, so... He knows how to score across the whole board, but the seven frees against really hurts, and... 
yeah, I don't know, like, <laughs> I feel like I'm just going to rage trade him out, but I know the smart thing to do isn't to trade him out. Like, he, he'll definitely bounce back. He's not going to concede seven free kicks every game. And he only had the 12 disposals as well, which, you know, he'll definitely, definitely better that. Um, so, yeah, I think he just had a really bad game there for Yo. But should should come back for sure. Jared Brander, yeah, he was on the wing, as we'd uh, expected. 61, 76% time on ground. Uh, gave the ball away a couple times, so, yeah. <laughs> Don't know if he's, if he's still here round, round two, but uh, hopefully, fingers crossed anyway. Um, yeah, Natanui, um, so he had 53 and 66 BCV, so the interesting thing here is he played 63% time on ground, which is, um, like, similar to what he played last year, I believe, maybe a bit more, but, um, yeah, his scoring didn't really, uh, like, reflect last year anyway, he only had, you know, 53 and 66 BCV, as I said, but he was up against Max Gorn, who we know is a tough guy to score against. But, um, yeah, hopefully his time on ground increases for the Natanui owners, anyway. And then now Melbourne, so Jack Viney, he top-scored for the entire round. Oh, man, 132 for 165 BCV, 80% time on ground. Yeah, it was very difficult watching this game, watching him just rack it up. Oh, man. So he was on, uh, what's that, 88 at quarter time. Yeah, very, very, <laughs> very frustrating. Oh, he was just everywhere. Like, he was absolutely insane. 34 touches, 5 marks, 6 tackles, a goal, 4 frees, 4 frees, 4. Yeah, that, yeah, hopefully that made sense. Um, oh, yeah, he was just really, really good. He's so cheap as well. His break-even's quite low. I think it's, uh, I'll have a look, but I'm pretty sure it's uh, in the 30s or something like that. So Jack Viney break even is please load eighteen. No, it's eighteen. Oh my god! Yeah, a lot of guys are going to be chasing Viney, and man, I really wish I started with him. I had him in my team, got cold feet. Uh, he, yeah, he backed up his really good Marsh series as well. Really frustrated here. Oh fucker! Uh, he does play the Giants next, which kind of tough to score against. Could get tagged by DeBoer, but. Even then, like, he's going to score more than 18 points. He's going to make you money. And even after that, his run is pretty easy. I know he plays, like, Carlton, the Saints, Frio, something. He's, like, in his next couple of games after after the Giants game. So, I think he's he's still a very relevant trade-in target. Uh, me, personally, I just don't know who to trade out for him. But I'm very, very keen on Jack Viney. And, yeah, Christian Petrarca uh, scored 90 for a 113 BCB. He was in the midfield quite a bit, and up forward as well. 24 touches, 6 marks, 3 tackles. Um, yeah, just a pretty good performance from him, very pleased. And Oliver and Brayshaw, so they were both in the midfield too. Uh, Oliver had 74 for 93 BCV. Yeah, look, I think he'll bounce back. Like, scoring 93 against the Eagles, like, it's pretty, pretty tough. Um, even though Viney went ballistic, but yeah, still, he was pretty good. Only had the 20 touches. Which is a bit low for what you'd expect from him. But yeah, he'll he'll bounce back. Max Gorn, so he played um basically the whole game, 97% time on ground for 73 and 91 BCV. Um so yeah, he had a slow, slow first quarter and then yeah, really really uh racked it up in the last three quarters. So yeah, he'll be good for those Gorn owners. Looks to be playing like the whole game. So yeah. 
Uh, yeah, Angus Brayshaw, he only played 75% of time on ground for 63 and 79 BCV, so still really hasn't developed that tank. Um, I don't know if he's still recovering from that elbow or something, but it really shouldn't affect his tank. Um, but yeah, it does look like he'll be the fourth choice like center bounce midfielder. They'll have like Petrarca, Viney, and Oliver ahead of him, which is a shame. So yeah, not not this year for Brayshaw. And I know it's uh, it's never for Brayshaw for many, many coaches, but you know, I think he'll come good eventually, maybe. I don't know. Um, yeah, so that'll, that'll about do it for the round review. Um, I'll just say, yeah, I'm, I haven't really prepared for this at all, but I, I will try and do my best for round two. Um, yeah, hopefully you stick around, whatever. I'm, still, I'm just going to talk about my team after this, but if you don't care about that, yeah, this is about the end of the podcast. So, yeah, stay tuned for the next one and whatever, I don't know, give me a follow. My the podcast Twitter is at Pod, and my Twitter is at Visolate underscore. So, yeah. Uh, now I will talk about my team. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I scored a uh, 14.84, which put me in the 2,500,000s. So, 25.870 was my overall rank. Um... Yeah, just pretty pretty disappointed. Like I was pretty confident with my team heading into the round, uh, but a lot of guys just just did not live up to expectations. Like it was it was terrible. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I know most more a lot of people were like this as well. But yeah, I mean everyone has those those guys. Like so, I'll just run through my team really quickly. So in the back line, we had Brody Smith, Dan Houston, Sam Doherty, uh, Chera, Roberton, and Isaac Cumming with Branda and Starsevich on the bench. In the midfield, Josh Dunkley, Elliot Yo, Patrick Cripps, Taylor Adams, and then Tom Mitchell, Matt Rowell, Tom Green, Tyler Brown, with Pickett and McInerney on the bench. In my rocks, I had Brody Grundy and Sam Naismith, with Bailey Williams on the bench. And finally, we had Hugh Greenwood, Christian Petrarca, John Segler, Andrew Brayshaw, James Robottom, Jack Makosius, with Kavara and Curtis Taylor on the bench. And Connor Buderick is my emergency. So the thing that like really disappointed me was how a lot of the a lot of the rookies were outscoring my mid prices. So Curtis Taylor, he's got a 47, outscored James Robottom, 45, and Andrew Brayshaw, 44. Um, so yeah, like that that really really cost me because I went very mid price heavy to avoid these terrible um, rookies that we thought were going to be terrible. Um, and yeah, it really, really bit me in the ass in this round. Like, even in the back line, Jared Brando, scoring 61. He outscored Isaac Cumming, Dylan Roberton, Adam Chera, and Brody Smith. Like, that's four of the defenders that he has outscored, and pretty easily outscored as well. The, the, the closest person was Adam Chera, and he was still 18 points behind. So, yeah, that'll, that'll tell you all you need to know about my team. Oh, man, even Marley and Pickett. Outscoring Josh Dunkley and Elliot Yo, like oh my goodness, yeah. So I guess yeah. So my spuds really: Brody Smith 35, Chera 43, Roberton 20, Dunkley 59, Elliot Yo 49, Hugh Greenwood 57, Segler 55, Andrew Brayshaw 44, Robottom 45. Like, come on. <laughs> I still have faith. Like I don't. They can't be this bad again, right? 
and we only have three trades at the moment to uh, fix things up so yeah that'll kind of force me into this strategy but I, I really do I really do back the strategy in like the only one I'm not confident on is Greenwood like I really regret choosing him he was like never really on my radar kind of just chucked him in at the last minute and yeah it, sh it showed it showed um, so yeah, I had Grundy captain as well, so, uh, at least I got, I got that going for me anyway. Um, yeah, so my trades, I'm thinking of, I'm definitely going to dump Greenwood. Well, assuming I don't have to use all my trades to fix up rookies, right? Because that's, uh, that's probably the top priority. But if, if all things go to plan, um, yeah, I'm looking at dumping Hugh Greenwood, either getting Bailey Smith or Blake Akers in. Um... Yeah, and it's really just, that that's probably the only one that's set at the moment. I kind of want to try and get Jack Viney into my team, but I'm not too sure who to take out. Like, Dunkley or Yo are probably the one of the two to consider, but even then, like, I, I really do think they'll bounce back. They just had unlucky games in the first, first round, so I may try and get, like, a Tom Green up to a Viney, but that's looking pretty unlikely. And, yeah, might just try and get Sam's third into he had a really low break even. He's got like 61, I think. So yeah, he's got the the best break break even out of all the um rookies. So yeah, I could I've been considering like because I've gone very mid price heavy and I have no forward rookies, so I've been considering dropping like Isaac Cumming to a Samstert, and I can swing um Lukosius to the back line. That way I can field a forward rookie because yeah, Curtis Taylor looks pretty good, and I feel I still think uh Buderick will come good as well. So. Yeah, uh, if you've made it this far, thanks for listening, I guess. <laughs> Hope you join me on this journey, I don't know, whatever. Trying to, trying to say something interesting here, but yeah, I think that'll about do it. Peace.